Welcome to Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Amber Wheeler. Amber is a digital marketer focused on helping businesses grow online through platforms such as social media and Google ads. She is the owner of Pacific Creative Studios. Welcome to the show today, Amber. Thank you. Today, you and I are going to discuss um, common connectivity issues and how to solve them. This is a really hot topic. Um, Technology can be a challenge sometimes, um, not just for seniors, but folks of any age. So why don't we just jump right in and let's talk about what are the most common connectivity issues you hear about? Sure. Well, I mean, and like you were saying, technology is super important. Uh, it, when it works, it's great. But when it stops working, it's a problem, uh, especially if you don't know how to fix it. The biggest connectivity issue I see is when people are disconnected from the internet. Not having an internet connection can stop your emails from coming to your phone. It can stop you from getting messages if you use apps like Facebook Messenger. Uh, and also will stop any updates from happening to the apps on your phone. Okay. And um, how does this happen? You know, all of a sudden you're not connected. How does that happen? (laughs) Well, it generally means something is stopping your device from connecting to the internet. It could be that your internet itself isn't working, but more commonly you may have accidentally selected something on your phone to disconnect the internet somehow. Okay. And, um, you, you just mentioned phone, but I'm sure we're going to be talking about other devices. So how do you fix these common problems? What would you suggest? The most common fix for anything is to try turning it off and turning it on again. It's like how your brain needs the reset each night when you sleep. Your computer sometimes needs that same reset, though your computer can do it in about 30 seconds and it takes our brain like six hours. The first thing you're going to want to do is check and make sure the other devices are connecting to the internet. Next, you're going to want to make sure your toolbar, um, like on your phone, it's across the top of your screen. On your computer, it's generally across the bottom of your screen. Although I think on Apple products, it's across the top. I'm on a Mac and it's across the top. Yes. Uh, You're going to want to check the toolbar. If it says no service, like on your phone, then um, that's part of the problem. If there's an airplane symbol on any of your toolbars, or if your Wi-Fi is on, which will be shown by a series of curved lines. If there's an airplane symbol, it means you've turned on airplane mode. And it means it's not going to connect to your services as your device will need to be in a disconnected state in the air which is why they created airplane mode. So you can still use offline functions on your phone, on a plane, or your laptop on an airplane without disrupting communications. Okay. So let's start with if your internet connection isn't working, how would you solve that issue? 
If it says on your phone, no service, then you're in an area where your phone is not connecting to the towers. If you restart your phone, you might find that it reconnects to closer towers. But if you're in an area with no service at all, connecting to Wi-Fi is gonna be your only hope. Sometimes people also accidentally turn off their connections, which is why you wanna check for that Wi-Fi symbol of the, the curved lines uh, stacked on top of each other. Um, I lost my place. Well, if we are, say I'm on my iPhone, I have an iPhone and my inter internet connection isn't working and um, those curvy lines aren't there or it says no service, um, where would I go? Would I go into my settings? Uh, you can go into your settings. Also, um, there's a slider menu. On an iPhone, it happens when you swipe down from the top of your screen. For Androids, it happens when you swipe up from the bottom of your screen. There are symbols there that often accident, I'm sorry, that was reversed. iPhone, it's bottom, Android, it's top. And there are symbols there that are often accidentally selected to be turned on or off like airplane mode, Wi-Fi, or even your phone service. That's a really common thing that happens and it can happen sometimes in your pocket if you forget to put your phone to sleep before you stick it in your pocket. Um, on your computer, you wanna check and make sure those Wi-Fi, um, it'll show you the strength of your signal. If you have a weak signal, you might wanna see if there's another Wi-Fi connection closer that you can connect to. So I know on my computer, I go into my system's preferences. I go to the internet um, icon and I open it up. And when I've had problems, um, I will hit the turn off Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and then I'll hit turn on Wi-Fi again and kind of have it reset itself yep. and it usually works. So is, is that a common um, tip, a common fix? Turning it off and turning it on again, yes. Which was not turning my entire device on and off, but turning the Wi-Fi on and off, okay? Yeah. So if your smartphone isn't working um, or it's frozen, how would you um, resolve that issue? You'll want to do a forced shutdown. Uh, if you have a removable battery, that's the quickest way. Take the back off, remove the battery, put the battery back in. If you don't have a removable battery, as many phones do not these days, you'll want to usually hold down the volume down button and the power button at the same time until it turns off and turns on again. Sometimes software updates change the combination. So if that doesn't work, you can just go online and Google search how to force shut down my phone and it'll give you instructions. YouTube is a great place to go to, to um, help find um, resolutions for problems. Also. It is, yeah. And I have an iPhone 8 and I know to um, force shut down my phone, I have to hold the home key and the power on and off key. Mm -hmm. So that's, the devices obviously as they have other generations have different um, power shutdowns. Yes. Okay, so what if none of your devices are connected to the internet such as your computer or your smartphone? How do you fix that problem? The best thing you can do is restart the Wi-Fi router. Now there's some ways you can do it from your computer, but if it's just not responding at all, you want to actually go to your Wi-Fi router um, sometimes there's a reset button on the back, but the best thing you can do is to actually unplug it, let it rest for 30 seconds, and then plug it back in. It'll take a few minutes for, re, uh, for it to all reconnect, but that reset should help. Okay, and when you say unplug it, um, the router might have other things connected to it, like the TV. Um, 
So you would, or do you unplug the power, uh, not just the little um, cord that would be connected to another box? Right. No, you just unplug the power cord. Yeah. Okay. You want to reset the power on it. Yeah. All right. So um, what about password protection advice? You got any yeah. tips for us there? I absolutely do. Letters, numbers, symbols are all really important and you want to do anywhere from six to 10 characters. A lot of services now will not let you go without using all three of these things because it gives you the most secure password. Um, don't use things like admin or password or one, two, three, four, or your birthday if you can avoid it, especially because admin and password are actually the two most commonly used passwords out there so it's really easy to break into your account with that um, and also birthdays anniversaries really good hackers can figure those things out about you very easily and will try those things first as well so if you use a password mm -hmm. um, for one device or one account of um, something. What is your advice when it comes to reusing that password for everything? It's not the smartest idea to use the same password for everything because again if they figure it out in one place they'll go back and check other places that they know that you're at and see if that same password will work. That's mostly like the high-level hackers, identity theft people. Um, it's, it, the best thing you can do is lock it down by using individual passwords for everything. Now, nowadays, there are a lot of um, online accesses and accounts that you have that need a login and a password. Mm -hmm. So in a, one person could have a password for 20 things. Mm -hmm. That's not unrealistic between bank accounts, credit cards, um, your computer, etc. So um, should that person be using like five different passwords? Anything where you're having to put um, personal information like your online bank account, your Facebook account, places where you have some of that more severe data stored, you're going to want an individual password for each of those things. Now, if you have like an online course where you haven't put in, um, you know, like your credit card information and your address and stuff, you could use a lower level password across all of those things. Okay. And then for storage for these, I know I have a book that I keep in my office. Mm -hmm. And if I sign up for something new like Canva mm -hmm. or my website on Wix.com or whatever, I have a running list of those accounts and what my login is and my password. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. trying to keep it straight, um, you know, that doesn't always happen. And then you get three attempts and you get locked out and then you're frustrated. Right. There's also programs out there that are meant for stuff like that. Uh, the one that we use in our home is called Dashlane. Um, and it does have a subscription attached to it, but the security levels on it are pretty high. So if you have Dashlane, you can save your passwords in that so you don't have to constantly try and remember or search through a book. It'll recognize the um, information from the website and go, oh, this is the stuff we have stored. Do you want us to use it? Can you spell that? You yeah. Know, www dot. Yeah, it's D A S as in Sam H L A N E dot com. Okay. 
So I'm going to guess you need to remember a login and a password for Dashlane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the nice thing is then you only have to remember that one. <laughs> okay, got it. So um, we have some extra time here. Do you want to share some other technology tips with folks? Maybe talk a little bit about Facebook. Um, so tell us, um, since you're in the world of social media, some tips to protect yourself with Facebook. Um, with Facebook, be wary. Uh, the biggest one lately is there's a huge uptick in those, um, th those questions like, oh, if you had to get married uh, to the person, um, you know, where you had your first date, where would you get married? Well, where did you have your first date with your significant other is sometimes a security question. So you want to be really careful about the information you're giving out in those kinds of posts. Um, you know, oh, your uh, Star Trek name is the first street that you lived on and your first pet's name. You know, those kinds of things are actual data mining questions where they're trying to get information from people that they can use to then get into people's accounts. And what about when you have a Facebook account and you have 500 friends, let's say, mm -hmm. and you get an invitation to um, confirm a friend, you know, a request to confirm a friend, and you're thinking, I could swear I'm already friends with this person. Yeah. So tell us about that. Isn't that called phishing? There's a couple different reasons for that. Sometimes, not as often as you'd think, but sometimes people get locked out of an account, whether they can't figure out how to change their password, they've forgotten their password, um, you know, they just, they need to start fresh, so they start a new account. And oftentimes they'll make a point to message you and say, hey, this is me, I just wanted to let you know I started a new account. If it's somebody that you're pretty sure you're already friends with, click on the profile and check and see how many posts are on there and if they even have a cover photo. If they don't have a lot of posts and they don't have a cover photo, it's probably a spoof account, which means somebody went in and said, hey, um, this person looks like they have a lot of friends that I could get access to their account. So they will make a secondary account, take photos from that person's Facebook, put it on there, make it look real, and then go and request all of the friends that that person already has. Then they'll usually go into Messenger and just pop in a message that says, hey, how are you? And it's somebody maybe you haven't talked to in like five years, mm -hmm. right? That's a huge red flag. Um, usually that's somebody who has uh, hacked or sorry, made a spoof account and is trying to get your information. They'll often bait you as well with links like, hey, is this you? And it's a website that takes you away from Facebook, but then asks you to log in maybe with your Facebook account or another account information because they're trying to get that login information. Okay, so um, Facebook users be wary. Yep, and there uh, is a whole video I did on that on uh, the Compass and Clock YouTube channel. I think, did we also talk about um, emails on that one too, the email phishing? Um, I think that was an article in one of the previous magazines. I know there was an article in, in the last issue, so why don't we give our listeners a quick um, tip on um, email phishing and how to protect themselves. Um, again, if you click on a link, uh, you know, the big one is you'll get emails from people pretending to be like Netflix or Amazon, 
uh, saying, hey, you have this overdue bill or hey, your account was charged and you know you didn't do that, the best thing you can do is check and see who that email is actually from. It may say Amazon, but the email address could be, you know, a series of numbers at hot, you know, hotmail.co.uk or something like that. Obviously not actually Amazon. It will come from at amazon.com if it's from Amazon. Um, so you just want to be wary of those things. Those are phishing scams. They're trying to get you to click on it, which will take you to a fake version of the website and ask for your login information. And also when there are, um, if you see on Facebook, mm -hmm. I remember one point that I saw um, that there was this great promo with Costco. Mm -hmm. And I wound up calling Costco and they said, that's not us. Yep. So it happened a lot too. Yeah. Share this post in order and, you know, and uh, get $25 check. gift card or whatever the case may be. Yep. You want to check the actual um, username. Like for example, I see one a lot for like Delta or Walt Disney world. If there's like a period in it, that's not a real account. They don't need to add a period to the end of the name in order for it to be, you know, real. Uh, often there's usually a blue check mark next to the name as well. That means it's verified. That means it is the actual account of that company. Okay. And I think the rule of thumb is if it sounds too good to be true. It probably then, is. Right. Yeah. Then it's, it's a, probably a um, scam or fish. Right. So, okay. So our um, overall conversation about connectivity issues and how to solve them, um, I think we've covered a lot, but in summary, is there anything you want to share with our um, listeners for resolutions? When in doubt, turn it off and turn it on again. That's simple. Yep, that's simple. And again, when you say turn it off and turn it on, there are two different, there's power down and there's turning on and off the Wi-Fi. Yep, right, yes. But now, the most I, common thing is take the device itself, not necessarily the Wi-Fi connection. Start with your device. Try mm -hmm. turning that off and on again first before you try and restart your Wi-Fi router because that will reset the internet for the entire um, establishment, whether it be your house or the restaurant or whatever. Um, so the best thing you can do is try turning your device off and on again first. So deal with the individual advice, device first before okay. you um, move on to... Um, shutting down the whole system. Start small, work big. Yep. Great idea. Well, Amber, I want to thank you for sharing some great tips with myself and the listeners today. And next time you're having a problem, hopefully Amber's tips are able to help you resolve your connectivity issues. So until next week, folks, take care. And thanks for listening to the Compass and Clock Infotainment Podcast. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.